Hey, this is Lori from Hike, where we explore, wander, and live. In today's episode, I get a chance to talk with Anna Zanetti of Friends of the Smokies. Friends of the Smokies is an organization whose mission really is to support the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. As part of that support, there's amazing programs that they put out, including ones to rehabilitate trails, to fundraise, organize different hikes in the Great Smoky Mountains, and also During times of crisis, like when the government was shut down, they were able to pitch in and keep part of the parks open for the visitors. So take a listen to my conversation where you'll learn more about Friends of the Smokies and how you can contribute and become a member and also benefit from the great things that they're doing. So today I have with me Anna Zanetti, who is the North Carolina Director of Friends of the Smokies. Um, So Anna, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, what you do over there at Friends of the Smokies. Well, thank you for the introduction. Once again, Anna Zanetti, and I am the North Carolina Director of Friends of the Smokies. I run our North Carolina office. It's just myself and one other person. And we have our main office in Tennessee, but our office is located in Asheville, and we do a lot of donor-related work where we work with individual donors to raise money, where we do a lot of event planning and event promotion to raise money through events. All in all, our organization's purpose is to provide funds for deeded projects in the park so our visitors to the National Park can experience this wonderful treasure at its fullest potential, whether that's folks going hiking or horseback riding, swimming, fly fishing, even taking a scenic drive. We want every visitor to have a really, truly meaningful experience, and we provide additional funds to the park so they can make sure that those experiences are there for the visitors. Oh, that's great. So I was reading that you've been operating since 1993, and from that time, more than $53 million has been raised to fund, you know, different things like preservation, the wildlife management, and so on. So uh, tell me, um, I guess, how did Friends of the Smokies get started? And, um, you know, how did how did it getting started kind of lead to where it is today? It's a great question. And, you know, we're going into our 26th year, and some of our founding board directors of our organization are still extremely active with us today. And they saw a need. They, for instance, saw that the fire tower at Mount Cameron was being defaced and crumbling. And it's one of the most beautiful and historic fire towers in the park. It's a Western-style fire tower that um, is kind of built into the mountain. It's built into the rock, and it's an octagon shape. You'll probably think about fire towers in the East Coast as these massive, you know, tall metal, um, like, tall structures in the park um, and we do have plenty of those but Mount Camera Fire Tower is just so unique and so special and that's, that was the first project where we decided to start our organization and to provide funding so the park could rehabilitate this beautiful structure in the park and that was how we got off the ground that was our first project and now going into 26 years of service we've actually raised um, just a little over $63 million oh, okay. for the National Park And um, we're really, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do it without the people who feel that lifelong connection to the Smokies that a lot of people feel. And it was truly our founding board directors who each 
pitched in a thousand bucks and said, hey, we're making this happen, who truly paved the way for us today. So I'm familiar with, you know, seeing information about your Trails Forever program. Um, and mm-hmm. and I know that um, some of the, I think um, one of the trails that you had done recently was, um, let's see, um, Alum Cave, I think was one of them that was part of the program and maybe some others. But I know that mm-hmm. I've always read that there were just, it's such a difference um, before and after. So can you tell me a little bit about that program, how trails get identified and what that process is about, you know, getting um, both the funding and identifying, you know, which trail you're Mm -hmm. going to work on? Yeah, absolutely. So the Trails Forever program started 11 years ago, and it was when we received a challenge to match a $2. million grant from the Aslan Foundation of Knoxville, Tennessee, and the legacy of an avid hiker, um, Friends of the Smokies found founding board member, Lindsay Young, um, he helped us gain that, that access to those funds. And so now the endowment has grown to a $6 million endowment, and it funds a full-time trail crew to rehabilitate and restore some of the most of impacted trails in the park. And like you said, the, the difference, the, the before and after photos, it kind of reminds me of those extreme makeover shows that you see on TV because you look at the before and the after and you're just like, goodness gracious, like the amount of work and the time and the effort that this trail crew put in to restoring this trail. And the reason it's so important is a few things. It um, lessens the impact on our natural resources. So when trails get real wide and braided and uh, you know not a clear path, people wander off and tend to trample rare species and just kind of end up being in areas where they're not supposed to be. And then secondly, because the trails are so, you know, just hard in, to, to understand sometimes and they're confusing because it's, they've been so heavily impacted from runoff or people going off trail that people get lost and get injured pretty quickly on trails that um, aren't as, you know, you'd say neat and tidy. I wouldn't say though that the trails become any easier once the park has um, done their Trails Forever program and, and restored some of the trails. They just make it more defined and a lot, a uh, lot safer for folks. Um, but there is a method to their madness on how to identify priority trails, and they they're the most impacted. Um, so it's a combination of how many search and rescues they've done on the trail, how long has the trail been in operation, when was the last time it got any trail maintenance, and they tend to close the trail down for two years. Um, but open on the weekends, Friday through Sunday, and they close it Monday through Thursday to work on it. And we get thousands of volunteers, um, Student Conservation Association, um, volunteers, ACE, American Conservation um, Experience, um, AmeriCorps members, you name it. The, the trail crew um, is truly amazing in how they expand their reach to some of these volunteers so we can if not double, triple our impact with their help. So it's a really, it's a really wonderful program that we at Friends of Smokies are are really proud of. Yeah, that's great because I know as someone who just really loves the Smokies, I also know that it's getting millions and millions of visitors. Now, not all of them are, are going on trail, but a lot of them are. So there is Mm -hmm. that it's, Honestly, it's inconceivable to me of just how, you know, how much traffic is on the trail and then really the 
the actually most are in pretty decent shape. So you think about the effort mm-hmm. that um, both the Trails Forever program and just, you know, the crew and the maintenance and everything that goes into that. So it's it's pretty um, um, definitely inspiring um, for us who are visitors and, mm-hmm. and enjoy the the fruits of all of the work that's put in. Absolutely. So, so you're also, um, you do other things as, you know, part of getting the word out about the Smokies. Um, so some of the things I know that I was reading up on were um, there's guided hikes that um, are sponsored by Friends of the Smokies. So can you tell me a little bit about the guided hikes and um, how mm-hmm. you figure out what hikes to do and, and just some of the information around that? Yeah, so we have a guided hiking program based out of the North Carolina office for Friends of the Smokies, and it's called our Classic Hikes of the Smokies series. And they happen on the second Tuesday um, from March through to just December. And the hike costs $20 for members and $35 for new or renewing members. And all the money raised through this series benefits the Trails Forever program. So going back to the trails that we're hiking. And the hikes we, we choose are different every year. Um, we kind of look at our hikers' priorities and what they're interested in and our hike leaders as well. And we just try to create a nice variety. You know, there's over 900 miles of trails in the Smokies. So picking a trail, um, oddly enough, can sometimes get difficult because you don't want to just do the most popular ones every time. You know, we're here to um, expose hikers to the different areas of the park that they might not wander into on their own. So um, that's a lot of fun getting to choose the hikes. And we really owe it a lot to one of our wonderful volunteers, Danny Bernstein, who helped us get this hiking series off the ground many years ago. And she has since led many hikes for us. And Danny's a very accomplished uh, hike leader, um, author of two different hiking books, um, you name it. She's got a long list of accomplishments. So we're, we've got a great team that helps us. Uh, with our classic hike series and it's a lot of fun and it gives back to the park and I think our hikers really enjoy knowing that. What I noticed when you were uh, when I was looking at some of the classic hikes is that you're also talking about the history of the park and Mm -hmm. and having that knowledgeable guide who is able to tell you you know whether it's a hike to one of the cemeteries and I didn't realize that there were um, I don't know if I'm going to get this wrong, but I think there's over 200 cemeteries in the park itself. So yes, just there's you, a lot of cemeteries. And as just, you know, normal hiker going through there, unless you're looking or, you know, kind of setting out to see one, you really don't, um, you know, on most mm-hmm. of the trails. So um, I find it beneficial um, to have that expertise um, like how you're saying someone like Danny who, you know, is able to help um, the newer hikers or people who are not familiar with the area to learn more about, you know, the place. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really neat to expose people to new, to new and different areas and the quirks about the park, you know, it's a, um, if you see a no horses, sign going up a steep hill that tends to mean it's a cemetery and cemeteries aren't always marked if they're not in you know plain sight behind old homestead and things so um yeah we offer our hikes uh, our hikers you know a guided hike experience and that's truly the difference between a group hike and a guided hike is you get that firsthand knowledge from someone who's there to to educate the hikers and um yeah it's a really great program 
And as you were talking about before, um, when we first started discussing about the Trails Forever program, you were mentioning some of the components of Leave No Trace. So um, the mm-hmm. question is, you know, how does Friends of the Smokies also try to promote Leave No Trace and educate people? Absolutely. Yeah. So we do that um, on our classic hikes. You know, we remind people of appropriate bathroom etiquette and things like that. Um, and we, we constantly are, are, you know, leading by, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, leading by example. Thank you. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we try to follow Leave No Trace and, um, just, you know, make that part of our policy for our hikes. And that became even more adamant, honestly, during the, the government shutdown. Um, we were constantly having to preach that message through all forms of communication. So it's definitely something that we appreciate when our park visitors and our classic hikers, for example, do follow that policy. And speaking of the shutdown, I mean, this month has been just seems like a very impactful and busy month for your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was reading about how um, through grants from Friends of the Smokies, uh, we were able to a visit, you know, the visitor centers were kept open. And in some instances, mm-hmm. uh, bathrooms and facilities were also kept open, which would not have been. Um, so can you tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about the support that you guys provided and, um, you know, how that came to be? So early in January, when we got the word that the shutdown was happening, we pulled together our resources to help keep the visitor centers open through um, through the end of the year, through uh, or through the beginning of the year and to New Year, and that the reason is that it's at such a busy time in the park. A lot of folks come to this area to to vacation for the holidays and have a lot of family here that they go into the park for the holidays, and it's a it's a big revenue generating time for the for the visitor centers that are run by our um, nonprofit partner, Great Smoky Mountains Association. So there's that, and then. The association helped get the visitor centers open, and then after that shut, after the new year, we realized, wow, there's still this need. People are still coming in here, especially on the weekends, and unfortunately, we had a pretty bad situation with human waste in the park. Um, Trash wasn't that big of a problem because the park had a contract with a trash collector that was prepaid and was organized before the shutdown, so the trash was really fine in the park, but um, after we got word about the human waste, you know, we really pulled together and decided to open restrooms in the park, one in Cates Cove and one up at Newfound Gap, because those are the furthest away from, you know, civilization. Uh, you know, we're not going to open the bathrooms at a Conalefi Visitor Center out of the entire park with Cherokee is right there, for instance. So we focused on those two restrooms and paid uh, five maintenance workers uh, the over the course of three weeks to um, keep those bathrooms open and maintained. And um, just right before the government reopened, I mean, we were already working on a plan to provide funds to keep the park visitor centers and the associated restrooms with the visitor centers open through President's Day because we've just seen such an impact of, of visitors trying to come in and they need they need those visitor amenities. They need to know where to go, what's closed, what's going on. You know, a lot of times folks didn't quite understand, too, what the partial shutdown really meant for the Smokies. And when they get there, they see the bathrooms chained up and the visitor centers chained up and cones outside. 
it's not really the welcoming experience you would hope to receive. So especially for a family vacation or something of that sort. So um, we're thankful that the government has reopened because it really did impact our organization from having to pull out these emergency funds for the park to um, slowing down and halting grant applications and grant reports and all sorts of things that we do when we work closely with park personnel who are all furloughed. So um, really thankful that it's open and I, I hope that we can come to an agreement and the government will continue to stay open after these next three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So do I. And I think uh, for my listeners as well, you know, we hear so much about the impact of a lot of the national parks and areas that um, where there had to be volunteers that were coming out there. They didn't have the support of an organization like Friends mm-hmm. of the Smokies. So I think that's important to highlight of what you're doing that maybe other parks weren't able to provide and that, you know, you did um, while there could be still an impact of, you know, things happening when you don't have um, all the park rangers on duty, for example, or, you know, all the people being able to do the maintenance. I feel like uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is definitely a success story in how to handle it in this time through, you know, the benefit of having, you know, the support of, of Friends of the Smokies and others. Thank you. You know, I mean, it really does put it in perspective when you run into a crisis like this, what what our mission is all about. And we are here to preserve, protect, and provide for our national park. And very thankful that our organization is, is set up and equipped enough to do that and has thousands of supporters and donors who feel the same way. So tell me how, I, mean, I know that you're also getting support from um, larger funding, sometimes, you know, grants and different things that you were you know, matching or uh, things like that. But, you know, a lot of it's drawing from just all of the membership um, of people um, like myself that, you know, just want to be able to support the Great Smoky Mountains. So can you tell me a little bit about the membership that you have available? Absolutely. So our membership starts at $35 and you can choose to give to any program that you wish to support, whether that's Goodness, historic preservation to brook trout restoration and stream restoration, you name it. There's really a number of different programs that you can support. And membership also comes with a whole package of benefits that you can receive discounts at Mass General Store, Dollywood, and that comprehensive list is on our on our website at friendsofthesmokies.org. And membership helps so much. Membership is what we depended on during the shutdown. It truly is the lifeline of our organization because our members not only give, but they feel personally connected to the park. And we are so thankful for that. And every little bit truly helps. Um, So if folks aren't a member yet, I hope that they will be soon because it really is a great way to make an impact and to give back to your park. So like you said, it's easy to become a member. We just go out to friendsofthesmokies.org and you can select from different levels of membership, which is great. Um, so in closing, I guess, first, I want to thank you for coming on and for explaining more about what the organization does, um, your commitment to the Smokies. Um, is there anything else um, to share about what's upcoming, like, say, in the rest of 2019 of what Friends of the Smokies might be doing and um, so that our listeners can participate. 
Well, we've got all sorts of fun things going on at the Smokies. We have in North Carolina, for one, if you're interested in coming to a big fundraiser, we have our Smoky Stump Barn Party, which is just an absolute great time. And that is July 20th, 2019, and outside of Asheville. And we also will be working on distributing the funds to the park to uh, provide the upgrade to the radio system, which we have been working on, and that was a 25th anniversary project that we did. So that's something we're really excited to do and to see the finished product. And then also Trails Forever has um, great volunteer opportunities. You don't have to have any type of trail maintenance experience. There's a job for everybody. Just have to be able to walk at least three miles on the trail. And you can learn more about the Trails Forever volunteer opportunities on our website as well at friendsofthesmokies.org. And those workdays take place on Wednesday during the on season. Um, so, yeah, I definitely suggest checking out our Facebook and Instagram as well to stay up to date on fun things that are happening in the park. Thank you. Of course, um, I will add links to um, make sure my listeners are able to um, go out and look at the organization's website and, of course, to link to Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm personally you know, even though I live in Michigan, I try to get to the Smokies several times a year. So I'm definitely um, a supporter and want to make sure that I can go on one of your classic hikes, at least in 2019. That's one of my goals to go on one of your hikes. And also I'm definitely interested in, in seeing what happens uh, through the year. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Thanks again to Anna Zanetti of Friends of the Smokies for taking some time out of her day to let us know what Friends of the Smokies does, and how it supports the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. To learn more, visit my podcast notes where you can link to the organization and learn how you can contribute and benefit from being part of Friends of the Smokies. Also, while you're there, be sure to connect with me on social media. And if you feel so inclined, leave me a review for the podcast. Until next time, I'll see you on the trail.